the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, we reminisce about one of the most entertaining summers in baseball with ESPN's 30 for 30 Long Gone Summer. Major League Baseball finally reaches a deal to return, NBA players opt out of returning, and an NASCAR driver is the subject of a federal hate crime investigation. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. Hey everyone, I'm Mac. And I'm Heather, who didn't fuck Jim Cornette's wife while he watched. Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Oh, there's a big thing going on right now about wrestlers who like... I guess, you know, to try to get um, to get further ahead in their careers where um, they had to fuck Jim Cornette's wife while he watched. Oh, and there's oh. like a, and like apparently I guess like Big Show is on that list. Like, oh. yeah, it's it's there's there's lots of things going on in the wrestling world right now. Wow. So that yeah. is th- that is um, disturbing. Yeah. Uh, one. Because Jim Cornette's like gross and grody looking, and I can't imagine what his wife looks like. Oh, his wife is a complete lagoon creature. Yeah, and then that's that's what I figured. And then you have Big Show railing allegedly said lagoon creature. Um, I I think there's, I I don't know if there's video or not, but like he's a total like cuck. It's this whole type of situation. It is. It's been a fun week. No, yeah, over in that okay. world. Okay. So. Well, be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast everywhere you find your podcast. And if you're an Apple subscriber, we would love a five-star review. If you leave us a review, we will read it on the next episode. And we do, in fact, have a new review this week. Um, Real short and sweet, five stars, love it, by Mama Labs. Super amazing podcast with the best hosts, highly recommend. So thank you, Mama Labs. Yes, I appreciate you, Mama Labs. Uh, You know, go out there and tell your friends. We we want more listeners. We do. We are approaching our one-year anniversary real quick. I know. I'm pretty pretty excited about that. That's, that's, That's very cool. We are going to have to do something special for that. One year. Yeah, we should probably just do a live show. I'm down. Um, maybe with a particular game or something on, assuming that sports have actually returned. Or, you know, <laughs> or just like an episode of Holy Moly, because I swear to God, y'all, that is the funniest shit ever. That's the uh, putt-putt one, right? Yes. With, it is uh, half putt-putt. Ron Riggle. Yes. And yes. like a buddy of his named Joe. And I swear to God, it is the funniest thing I have ever seen because it's half putt-putt, half obstacle course, and it is fantastic. You can tell that, like, Ron Riggle, like, totally – or is it Rob Riggle or Ron? Rob. Rob. It's Rob. Okay, Rob Riggle, yeah. And uh, you can tell that he's probably the brains behind most of the, like, stuff that they do. But, like, Steph Curry is on there. He does things with it. And so, like, it's well, fantastic. Steph it's Curry's, so good. Steph Curry's the executive producer of that show. Yeah, but he has the best sense of humor. Yeah. The stuff that he has on there is hilarious. So, <laughs> have either of you fantastic. taken my recommendation to watch Game On? No, not yet. No, man. Well, I'm a because, busy dude. you know what? We're a little jaded, Timothy, because we watched Floor is Lava. And I can tell you right now, James and I, the second they said go, we just throw ourselves into the lava because it was stupid. <laughs> we watched the first episode tonight. I'm still lukewarm on that one. It's awful. No. Uh, but yeah, don't. It's, it's is, pretty It's pretty bad. Like, don't is lava. fantastic, mm-hmm. though. Have you the ever what? watched Don't? No. It's hosted by Adam Scott, Ben from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. But it's produced by Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Reynolds does voiceover color commentary on it. Oh, and God. it is 
amazing. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, it sounds kind of on par with Holy Moly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically, it's a whole bunch of, like, don't do this, like, don't drink. And they put a guy on a walking treadmill with heat lamps and then feed him increasingly hot peppers and then place a nice cold drink in front of him. And everyone he declines, they get more money. <laughs> well, nice. Okay, yeah, no, this one isn't for money. Well, it is for money, but it's like at the final round, you can get like $250,000 like, that oh, okay. you play against each other. But like one of the holes is like distraction something or whatever. And like they're having to put and then this wall will turn right in front of the hole and it's something going on to distract them. So like one time it was um, an actual like baseball game being played. And so like you had the pitcher standing next to the golfer and he's like actually pitching and there's a bat and an umpire and it's fantastic. Wow. So, yeah. Mac, how are you doing this week? Uh, I can't complain. I'm just going through, you know, Finishing up my last class, uh, figuring out, um, you know, how I'm going to pay for graduation, <laughs> um, you know, because I got to get my cap and gown, um, you know, trying to see if they are going to uh, like going to have people there. Like, it's just it's nuts, man. Like, um, I, I'm expecting not to have people there only because of, you know, the governor's announcement today. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, I can't really complain. I'm not going to piss and moan about things. I just, I'm going to just continue to keep on keeping on. And, uh, hopefully this shit will go away soon because like, I'm, I'm ready to like go out and drink a beer in public, you know, like that'd be, that'd how be long do you have left until you're done with school? Um, uh, my last class finishes up like the first week of July. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Yes. Thank you. But yeah, well, that's, that's an impressive feat. That's the last one I, I need. And then I will officially be a graduate with two undergraduate degrees and no job because, you know, <laughs> quarantine yeah, and record high. Course, yeah, quarantine and record high uh, unemployment. Well, Ooh. listen, if you get like really hard up, I, I do have my son's uh, preschool graduation cap that we can just pin to the top of your backwards <laughs> cap and you can use that. I think I think we should just go with that route. I think it'll be fantastic. Just get you like like a red sheet or something because it's red. I don't know what your colors are, but like doesn't matter. You're graduating, so I think we should do that. Yeah, I mean, I will help. I will help your dream become reality, Mac. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's jump into into tonight's show with our lead story: Major League Baseball. After four months of discussions, arguments, trading of barbs, and us ridiculing them incessantly, uh, have agreed to a deal to restart the season. Uh, the season will feature 60 games. Teams report July 1st with the season starting July 23rd to 24th. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they are, um, you know, getting a, a, a deal together. Um, but I, was, I mean, it's a shit deal. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. It, it is. It is literally forcing the hands of the players um, and. You know, I, I've said it how many millions of times. Um, if you give these uh, ownership, you know, th- th- this group of owners an inch, they will take a mile and just wait until the CBA uh, lapses and they have to go into those, you know, negotiations. Uh, you know, if, if the players think that they are going to go into it as partners in this, like the owners just showed, you know, this is a case of management winning over labor. You know, I mean, that, that's exactly what this is. I, I um, do feel like the players kind of shot themselves in the foot with the whole tell us when and where. It's a it's a great hashtag. It's a great bit. But then the owners called their bluff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing is, is you know, if they want to sit there and, and play tough then you have to stick to it. You know, you can't just back off of it. And that's you know, that's that's what. uh you know, that's what ended up what happening. Um, you know, I, I, you know, the 60 game season. Um, OK, uh, honestly, baseball could probably stand to lose about 50 games in a given season. Yeah, there, there, <laughs> there's a good chunk that could probably be removed. Yeah. You know, um, 
But I mean, again, you know, this is this is a sport that, along with NASCAR, has lagged behind, you know, uh, football and basketball for for you know uh, two decades now. You know, they they are just not catching up well uh, to kind of like the changing demographics of, of of fans. So, I mean, they they want to get a product out, and that's cool. Uh, again, you know, I love the 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 universal DH. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love that. They are also adopting basically minor leagues extra innings rule. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to have a runner start on second. You know, yeah. let's, let's let's get this game wrapped up uh, rather than keeping it. You know, kind of. I mean, and that's always the knock against baseball. The games are so fucking long. Um, for me, I don't care because I sit there and drink beers. You know, <laughs> more um, game, more beer. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't mind. Um, but again, for younger fans, that is a big deal. That's a that's a concern uh, is having a four and a half, five hour game. You know, how do you keep their attention that long? Um, you know, so, I mean, it's it, 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 I'm excited as a sports fan uh, to have baseball now yeah. as as like a, a labor a supporter of labor. Uh, this whole thing just grosses me out. Yeah. Um, so a couple other details. The games, unlike the NBA, the games will be played in the home stadiums. Uh, they will be against the team's division with some interleague games filling in against the corresponding division. So the AL Central will play the NL Central, uh, yeah. East versus East, West versus West. Um, pitchers may use a wet rag in lieu of licking the fingers to keep the fingers moist so they can get a better grip. Um <laughs> That's just a, a sanitary coronavirus thing. Uh, there will be no expanded postseason. There was talk about moving the postseason from 10 to 16 games. Uh, the three batter rule will remain in place for pitchers. So that was a new rule that was supposed to start, I think, this season. Yeah. Um, where pitchers can't be like put in to face one batter and then pulled. You have to face three batters now. Uh, and it is unclear if fans will be allowed to attend in limited capacity or not. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I I just don't think, you know, for the next even football, um, if we get sports, it's going to be us watching it uh, at home. Like there's there's no way they can like morally allow fans into stadiums at this point. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it would just be it would be criminal uh, to, to even think about that, um, you know, and like I, I don't think there should be any league out there talking about how well, we have to look about, you know, look and see how we're going to get fans in the stadiums. No, absolutely not. There's just no live game. You know, you're not watching a game at, you know, at the stadium. You'll watch it at home, uh, you know, like the rest of us do because we can't afford tickets anymore. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'll watch these games. Oh, dude, I plan on it. You I'll know, have I'm, baseball on while we're recording. I will have baseball on all the time. I was going to say, it's going to scratch the itch. So, yeah, like. so bad. Uh, and then a week later, we may or may not get NBA. Uh, we're supposed to. Well, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> there. I don't know, man. There's a lot of players that are like, uh, no. <laughs> the biggest name among them is Trevor Ariza of Portland. Uh, yeah. He's opting out Some something about he was granted like a one month visit with his son uh, that happened to coincide with the the playoff bubble. So he's opting out of it. And Portland kind of had an outside shot anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> and that that's the thing. I think you're going to see um, a lot more. um I think you'll see a lot of players that will opt out. Uh, maybe maybe not the biggest ones, but there we we've seen you know uh, there's 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 a contingent of people that are not happy with with the NBA startup plan, you know, um, and whether it's for you know you have people, you know, like Kyrie that are saying this is going to take away from from the optics on the actual social movement that we are that you know we're we're, we're getting the ball rolling to try and work and change things. Um, but I can see people just saying, you know what, uh, I don't like it. You know, this gives us the opportunity to, to sit it out and, you know, there'll be some kind of like financial repercussion against the reason I'm sure of it. Um, but I mean, I think he's made enough money where he doesn't give a shit, 
you know, yeah. and, and I think he's got his priorities straight. I got a chance to spend a month with my kid. Why don't I do it? Uh, rather Absolutely. Than, you know, rather than play in a sprint to the playoff uh, truncated NBA season. So Where I mean, he I, is, they are up three and a half games out of the playoff right now. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, um, you know, I, uh, I, I have no, you know, no, uh, no hate in my heart towards the man. You know, <laughs> another player sitting out is Lakers Avery uh, Avery Bradley. Uh, he's opting out due to health issues with his six-year-old son. Um, I love who's rumored to be the front runner to replace him. I don't know if you've seen that one, Mac. Uh, no. Free agent J.R. Smith. <laughs> Reuniting with LeBron in L.A. Oh, man. You know what? Just <laughs> just go for it, man. You know, why not? I LeBron, LeBron, will, can you imagine that first one? You know, LeBron like sidles up next to Jr. like, don't fuck this shit up again, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up when I saw it, like anywhere but the Lakers. Um but yeah, he's he's the leading candidate to take over for Avery Bradley uh, in L.A. So we'll see what happens there, or rather, in Orlando for L.A. I mean, I'm uh, I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I I think old Jr. kind of you know he stepped in it, um, and he's kind of paid for it since. <laughs> um, but. Uh, you know, that's OK. You know, I, I think he's paid his penance and, uh, you know, it's it's time to, to let the man back in, you know. Yeah. Let's turn our sights to Alabama, uh, uh, a place that we don't. Do we have to? A place that we generally don't like to talk about. But Talladega uh, Speedway this week. NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace was involved in an FBI investigation this weekend after it was reported that a noose was found in the driver's garage at Talladega. Uh, the FBI has concluded that the rope was not or has been there since October, though it's unclear whether the rope had always had the loop resembling a noose. That's the thing that doesn't seem to be very clear. Um, um, well, I've, I've read a couple things that said... Uh, it was um, uh, like a rope that's used to open those big garage doors. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's like, dude, you know, when before we, uh, you know, get out our uh, pitchforks, you know, like we should for somebody like something like that, uh, you know, it wasn't even Bubba Wallace from what I've read. Um, yeah, Bubba, Wall- Bubba Wallace hadn't even gotten there. Yeah. He, he never he even wasn't saw even, it. He, yeah. yeah, he he wasn't like, like their t- their, his team didn't get there until like way later. So, yeah. you know. I'm, and Mac, I'm kind of with you on this one. Like, I, I I think this is one of those things is no, no, keep your pitchfork for something else. Yeah. This, this is not it. This is not it. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, not get fired up if, if I heard, um, you know, that that actually occurred. Uh, but, you know, it was the president of NASCAR that went and and I guess was the reporter, you know, the person who said, hey, look, there's a noose in here. Um, and, <laughs> you know, there 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 is a way for you to go about supporting, you know, uh, what Bubba Wallace is doing, you know, and trying to stand up for. Uh, you know, systemic racial inequality, but trying to make things up or make something happen so you can say, look at what I did. That's not the way to do it. You know, that that kind of stuff takes away from, you know, the cause. So, like, that dude should just shut the fuck up and go back to running a sport sport into the ground. <laughs> you couldn't see his air quotes, but he did air quotes. Mm-hmm. It, it is worth mentioning just to play devil's advocate for a minute. I did see an interview with Bubba Wallace. He said that the guy who found the the rope uh, did check the other garages and they were all straight. There were no knots in them at all. So it's unclear as to why this particular, particular one, one yeah. was tied that way. Um, I did see pictures and, you know, at least from a distance in the fuzzy pictures, it did resemble a noose. Um, but it, I don't know if the FBI was able to determine 
whether or not the the rope had always like if it's been always that been way. that way. Yeah, uh, they determined that it had always been there, but I don't know if it was clear whether or not it had always been tied in that fashion. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I, I would think you would be able to tell though, because it like you could untie it, and you oh, and you know, like if a rope has been tied a certain way for a really long time, you yeah. can tell either yeah, because yeah. not just because of like the the bending of the rope in within the knot but like you can see like the dirt and everything like that of it having been that way for a long time whereas if it was something that was recently done it's not going to look that way yeah so i don't know if they went that far into the investigation but i mean they only did for two days yeah yeah i mean it's you know this is as relevant as nascar has been in a long time so like it just hurts my feelings that we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, well, we're we're severely starved for sports. Yeah, I understand that, but this is still disappointing. Like NASCAR sucks, man. And <laughs> I just I don't feel bad about saying it. It's it's the stupidest fucking thing. Um, like at least with open wheel racing, you know, you're turning in multiple directions. So I get it. You know, but, they do that for like three races a year in I NASCAR. Don't, I don't give a shit. And, and and what do a lot of those teams do? They go out and hire people who race road courses for a living as fucking uh, smoker, you know, fill-ins because there are other people who do not know how to turn right, you know, so. Well, and, and one thing, too, like, I, whenever I first, like, read about it, because it is NASCAR, I, like, I immediately put it in that bucket of shit I'm not surprised about. Yeah. Like, that's, like, if it were anything else i would be like what the fuck but since it was nascar i was like that i wouldn't be surprised yeah at all before we and move on I, bad. before that's we move bad. on i do want to give a shout out to the the show of support that happened on monday night after that uh item was found um you know with the, the racers all getting out there and pushing bubbles uh car onto the track and kind of standing behind him i thought that was a really cool show of support um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, which is I mean, I'm sorry. It's I find it odd uh, in, in a sport that's literally steeped in segregation and, you know, and, and just ignorance, um, you know. But I mean, fuck, uh, you know, hopefully the racers will start getting involved and, and stay involved and, uh, you know, try and push for that that change that we, uh, you know, that we need. Yeah. Uh, Heather, you had a story for this week. Um, yes. Um, one that kind of got me a little riled up is, um, the U S women's national soccer team. Um, their, uh, appeal was immediately dismissed, um, in, uh, by judge Gary Klossner of the U S district court for central district for the central district of California. Um, basically, um, that, was, that's their appeal for what? Equal pay. Uh, equal pay. Thank you. Yeah, because this has been going on for two years now that it's yeah. been in the court system. Um, and he um, uh, initially ruled against them and then said that their appeal must wait until after their remaining claims, including unfair medical services, travel and training, proceed to trial, which is set for September 15th. Yeah. So he's immediately shut down their appeal. Yeah, which which is bullshit um, because, you know, the U.S. soccer, which runs both the men's and women's national team, you know, they have a like, they have a pay to play structure. Um, but what kills me is the men are. Uh, I, I don't want to say more active, but there are more tournaments for men right now. OK, there are more tournaments for men. And what are the what do the United States men's team do? They go there and they fucking lose because they suck. OK, like they they're not good. They're 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 not bad. They're not good. They're just an average team. And honestly, that's all the U.S. national team is ever going to be. Um, but the women, on the other hand, our women just go out and fucking dominate. They yeah. win titles they win trophies they win every fucking thing World out there. cups yeah, yeah you know um something i think uh, you know our men's teams only sniffed like once and they f- finished like fourth or something um you know <laughs> yeah and so 
Um, cause, cause what he did is on May 1st, he ruled that the women could not prove discrimination over pay and granted in part the USF, the USF SSF's blah, 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 uh, motion for a partial summary judgment. He said the union for the women's national team rejected an offer to be paid under the same pay for play structure as the men's, uh, national team's collective bargaining agreement. And that the women had accepted guaranteed salaries and greater benefits along with a different bonus structure. So basically what he's saying is like, no, they agreed to be paid less and get more benefits out of it. But, uh, but yeah. And then it said that he also refused to let go of to trial allegations. The women were discriminated against because they played more games on artificial turf. Which, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, nobody should be playing games on artificial turf at this point. It's awful uh, for you. Yeah, it's, it, 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 it's straight trash. Um, I mean, fuck, it, all throughout Northeast Ohio, there are high school fields with artificial turf because schools can't pay a groundskeeper. And getting hit on that is like getting uh, driven into concrete. I don't know who thought it was a great fucking plan to make a, a playing surface that has concrete and wood directly underneath it. Like, who thought that would end up horrible, you know? But I mean, yeah. like, you know, it just it's it's bullshit. Like for me, this is this is fucking America, right? That's that is what, um, th- you know, we we reward winners in America. At least that's what they're always fucking telling me, um, you know. So why aren't the women getting paid more? They are exactly. literally they are the top team in the fucking world. Our men, our men's team, uh, can't do you know, shit. Can't do nothing. They couldn't hit water if they fell out of a fucking boat. Yeah, you know. So. I mean, I just I, I don't understand why uh, this this is an issue. Why this has to go because this is going on two years and it's going to have to go on uh, probably for at least another two. Yeah, at least. I mean, it, the, like, the women, why why is this so fucking difficult? Yeah, the women's union are they've got a fight on their hands, and I'm always going to support union against management. Well, you know? and they said <laughs> they said you know they were like you know this this ruling you know doesn't mean that you know we're not going to. To fight this, they they were like, you know, tonight's ruling simply means that an appeal may take longer to file, and as a reminder that we must not give up our efforts both on and off the field. Um, so, like, they're like, okay, well, then we're going to dig in our heels or dig in our cleats and let's do this. Yep. And good for them. Yep. Mac, you I, got any stories this week? Uh, no. Um, other than, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited that. There's going to be some movie theaters opening back up, and I'll finally get to go see Black Widow. Yeah, when it finally comes out. Yeah, I mean, it's that's all I've looked forward to all summer, and it, it, it's getting closer. That's that's one of those small, tangible wins that are going to keep my mental health intact. Before we move to the back half, a special shout-out today is, I believe, the 25th anniversary of what was then known as the Extreme Games uh, but has now become the X Games, and this this is the year that skateboarding would have been included in the Tokyo Olympics, which were moved to next year. Yeah, and baseball is also making a return to the Olympics. So, yay, go go America! Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's turn our discussion to this week's thirty for thirty, long gone summer, the story of the nineteen ninety eight home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Uh, both were chasing the long-held 61 home run record held by Roger Maris set in, I believe it was 1961. 1961, yeah. Um, this was a, one of those years. For me, this was the year that I started paying attention to baseball outside of my Indians. Yeah, I mean, I would say the same thing for me, too. My girlfriend in high school was really into baseball. So she and I just, like, we we'd watch Indians games together, but like we paid attention to this, yeah. uh, you know, this was, this was, uh, a, t- a talking point at lunch, you know, um, you know, when you got your square piece of pizza and your carton of chocolate milk, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fiestadas. yeah, you know, um, I just, it, I, you know, it was, it was compelling television. You know, there was that, that drama involved. Um, and then, you know, ESPN just gave it so much play. You know, like they oh, were yeah. they were cutting into other games just to 
have Sammy go up and pop out. You know, like they yeah. they, they, were, they were just cutting away to go to those games. So I mean, it's it was it was something else. It was an event. I mean, before I, we I, dive into the meat of this, I just want to point out that the opening of this really felt like a Friday Night Lights episode. Um, just the way the music and the the clips were put together, it really felt like I was waiting for Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose to come on. Hey, guess uh, what? Uh, I've never seen an episode of that shit show. So, me too. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, mom. That show loved was it. good. My mom I loved, that loved show. it. I no, just I, I just hadn't had the chance to get into it yet. I, uh, I read I read the book and then watched the really bad movie adaptation, and I refused to watch a TV show about it. So. <laughs> Oh, I enjoyed the show, but that's off topic. Yeah. Um, what were your initial thoughts on this, Heather? I know you're not a big baseball fan. Yeah, not as much as, as I was growing up um, because both of my little brothers played baseball, you know, played Little League. Um, I had mostly dude friends growing up um, and, you know, they all dude played. Friends. Yeah, dude friends. Um, they all played baseball. Um, I was always the, like, I was the, the, the kid at, you know, my brother's practices. If somebody didn't come to practice that day, they would just give me a glove and go stick me out, you know, wherever they they needed me to be. Yeah. Just out in right field. Like if they just needed somebody there, I I was the person. Um, but, um, and, but I remember growing up and I was watching, as I was watching this, you know, I was telling James, it's like, you know, this really reminds me of, watching baseball with my grandfather um, because he was big into we always watched the Braves always mm, we always sorry. watched the Braves and we always watched listen it was North Louisiana we didn't have much else okay and then we watched um and then we always watched the Cubs okay. for some reason those were just his two teams and that's what we always watched and um but watching it because of the time period and everything like that it just brought back a lot of those memories um, and, and kind of cause I, cause I kind of watched it a little bit too, because Ken Griffey was in on it initially. I forgot yeah. how, how long he was actually in that race. Yeah. I forgot that it was a three way race until like August when Griffey went, Nope, I'm done. I'm yeah. Done. It was, yeah. it was about, it was about till mid August, uh, yeah. because he was supposed to be the guy that won it. And that's, you know, um, we, we, you know, as the baseball fan I am, you know, McGuire was notorious for having getting like not being able to play a full season. Um, you know, so they were like, well, he's made it this far. It's a, it's only a matter yeah. of time before he hurts himself. So there's no way McGuire's going to to finish this. Yeah. And so you know? so so watching it, like I said, I mean, I was really and I guess maybe that kind of helped because I guess I'm not as into baseball as you guys are. So I guess that kind of helped me a little bit because I kind of went into it not feeling really one way or the other, you mm. know. Um, but I, after watching it and then having done, you know, some more of the research and just seeing like kind of what other people have been saying about it, I can see where people are a little disappointed in it because yeah. I do feel like they gloss over a lot of things. And I do feel like it was mostly a highlight reel of that of what of the race and everything like that don't get me wrong the home runs were spectacular when they showed them like they were fantastic but i i do i do kind of feel like it was a little sugar-coated of a story well yeah i was i was actually going to mention i felt like this one didn't quite live up to the 30 for 30 standard that we've seen in the previous ones I, i don't know if i was just disinterested because I knew the story or if I was distracted with other events, but it just kind of fell flat for me. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's because this wasn't meant to be a hard hitting piece of journalism. That's not what the, the entire thing was. It was supposed to highlight two men who uh, staunched the bleeding for baseball for a period of time. That's all it was supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, the, the hard At a time when baseball is bleeding again. Yeah, you know, like I said, they're just staunching the bleeding. It didn't save baseball the way they claimed. Like, literally, they put a tourniquet on it, and then, you know, uh, 20 years later, someone removed it, and now it's bleeding out all over the place again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they had the opportunity to actually do some hard-hitting journalism when they had an actual journalist who brought up the Andro issue. And then they had George Will, who is a baseball historian, but he's better known as a conservative, you know, political uh, guy. Um, yeah, you know, but he's one I actually respect. So props to you, George Will. 
Um, but, uh, you know, he, he brings out that, you know, uh, you know, the line where he's like, you know, it, it changed the chemistry of the game and then yeah. it, it went to bonds. It, but like you missed an opportunity to tell that in, de- mm-hmm. you know, in, in more detail. But I think you probably had to cut away from that because I mean, it was two hours long, um, you know, roughly. So, yeah. you know, you, you, it, to, to put more into the story would have, I mean, the like the the PD issue in baseball, that could be a whole 30 for 30 by itself mm-hmm. uh, without p- piggyback on that. So, I mean, I, I took it for what it was. It was just uh, it was supposed to be a nostalgic look at what brought people back to a game that uh, abandoned its fans in 94. And that's what baseball did. They they abandoned us, um, you know, and it, and it did. It drove a big wedge between fans in the league um, and you know, that that whole race uh, managed to get people's asses back in seats. I mean, uh, so, I mean, it, I, I got it. But like it, it like you said, Tim, it wasn't the hard hitting kind of breaking uh, news type thing that, you know, we, we've watched, uh, you know, previously. The one thing that caught me off guard right off the bat was the appearance of Todd McFarlane. <laughs> See, that that for me, because I'm a comic book nerd. <laughs> I was never a Spawn fan or a Spider-Man fan. You know, that's where he he made his his millions. But um, like we all knew of Tom McFarlane and a lot of people know him because of his action, you know, like the the collectibles now like that. That's where he makes most of his money now. He doesn't draw or do shit anymore as far as comic books, really. He just designs these, you know, collectibles. Um, But I knew he would end up like when you told me, we were, you know, when we decided we were going to watch this, I knew he would end up because he bought like home run ball 60 to 70 and and paid a, a large fortune for that. Yeah, you know? I think he yeah. said he paid like uh, he it was over, over two million million after taxes almost three million for number yeah. seventy. Yeah, for yep. seventy. Um, but I mean, he like the dude was buying like and like we as comic book fans, you know, in the early days of the internet, you know, we're on message boards like, why the fuck is Tom McFarlane, who's Canadian by the way, buying <laughs> baseballs? You know, or like. Fuck, we're like, we need to get into the funny books. If he's got $2.7 million to throw away on a fucking baseball, um, you know, so it's just, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of expecting it. I was not expecting it at the very beginning of the entire thing. <laughs> right off the bat, first scene, Todd yeah. McFarlane right there McFarlane. putting out number 70. I was like, okay, see, I didn't know the thing about him collecting the the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wasn't expecting him in the episode yeah. at all he, he's a huge baseball fan uh yeah. which okay you know uh all right that'll that'll work <laughs> hey i'm not gonna judge i'm a huge baseball fan yeah. so yeah but i mean i i really liked the um the way that you know the director edited everything i i, I think he he did very well kind of uh, blending the interviews the in-person interviews with like the clips of the at-bats and the home runs yeah. uh, and just wire still looks like he could jack still, 40 oh, yeah. in a season. No problem. Yeah. It's like I told you uh, in our, in our group message, it's because he's still juicing. <laughs> really surprised. Uh, I, I will say one of my, my favorite quotes that came out of that whole thing was a suit. I don't remember who it was that said it, but he said, he said, Sammy could interview a sandwich or have the sandwich interview him. He just loved the attention. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sammy and was, was my guy in the race. Yeah. Uh, I, I and mean, so I, for some reason that just cracked me up because yeah, like, seeing him like interview, I was like, oh yeah, like this dude just eats it up. He just, he wants to be on camera. Yeah. Now I mean, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Sammy was my guy of the two. Obviously I am a much bigger Ken Griffey Jr. fan, but again, forgetting that he was part of that race for so long of the McGuire Sosa race, Sammy was my guy. I just loved the dude. Yeah. I mean, I, my my aunts and stuff lived in California. Um, you know, I was I had just left California right before the uh, the earthquake series. Um, but I was more familiar with like Canseco and and Carney Lansford and and McGuire and the, you know the Dave Stewart that that powerhouse A's team uh, in the late eighties. Uh, so like I, I I was leaning more towards McGuire. Um, you know, and and. <laughs> It's it just it's crazy to see. Um, 
I, I can't imagine how hard it is to hit 30 home runs in 162 games, you know? Right. Because that's these, what, a little over one every five games? Yeah. And these dudes are jacking 65 plus, you know? <laughs> so it's yeah. like, Jesus. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, baseball, uh, when you compare it to like football or basketball or soccer, you know, you, there's not a lot of moving pieces to baseball until the, you know, uh, the ball's in play. And for most players, that's only 25% of the time, you know, like a decent hitter is batting 250. Um, you know, but the, the amazing amount of coordination it takes to, Swing a stick at a small spinning ball, you know, it's traveling and, 85 miles an hour or yeah, more, you know, or yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy to me. Like the hand eye coordination on these baseball players is, is fucking nuts. Um, and, and to do it with such power uh, that you're setting that small spherical pill, you know, 400, you know, plus feet. Like it's just, I, I, I appreciate them even more. Um, although, you know, a lot of it was chemically uh, assisted, yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, I mean, it was still it's still pretty cool, you know. So I haven't paid attention to the record right now. What is con- is is Bond still considered the record holder or was that yeah. vacated basically because no. of no, because there was never proof Bond's ever juiced. Oh, OK, there was no he 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 leans into the clean, uh, the cream and the clear that that's was officially taken from his trial transcript. He was never he was never found guilty of, of juicing or anything, um, you know, so he's he's still the official record holder with 73. Yeah, it's super funny, though, that McGuire didn't even get out of the first round of the home run derby that year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they said, but yeah, but they said that, like, he was exhausted, though, Yeah, by the end of it. Like, yeah, but the I'm home run derby's surprised. in the middle of the season. Yeah, but I mean, can you imagine having to deal with all the shit that goes along with? Uh, you know that that chase. Can you imagine being in that position? The dude didn't like cameras in his face, um, and he looked really awkward. Uh, and they he alluded hated it. You could tell yeah. he hated it. That was one of the things that I really um that I, I found interesting was the woman who was talking about how, you know, like what at one of his press conferences where he was really like, you know, like what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I, I've been asked the same question every week for the last like however many weeks, like, what are we even doing here? And it's yeah. like, you know, they were like, he, she was saying, you know, like he wasn't trying to be an asshole. Like he was just like, I don't know what other answers you need me to give you because I'm, I'm just repeating myself over and over and over and over here. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't, it just, uh, you know, I thought it was really good that they talked about Roger Maris in that summer of 61. Yeah. I mean, that chase almost broke him. He had people, calling and threatening to kill his wife and kids. And he was uh, losing his hair yeah. in clumps over it. Yeah. You know, all because he was challenging the Bambino's record. You and know? some still don't consider him to have beaten the record because that was the first year that they extended the season yeah. eight games or something like that. Yeah. And they had to because they brought in the Mets uh, yeah. and and uh, the Texas, the original Texas franchise or some shit. Like when they expanded in 61, you know, it's, it's like ridiculous. It's like, dude, um, you, you don't hear this shit with, uh, rushing, you know, the uh, rushing yardage about Emmett Smith, you know, and they, they extended the season from 14 to 16 games in the seventies, I believe, yeah. you know, but in baseball, it's just, you have this group of purists that just almost make it hard to be a fan. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's very true. You look at him and you're like, shut the fuck up. You know, we're sorry. Walter Johnson isn't going to come out and pitch 800 innings a year anymore or whatever the fuck, you know, like just Mm -hmm. chill out and enjoy it and shut the fuck up. You know, Um, you know, these are people that are like, you know, uh, Pete Rose, uh, you know, he he should he should never be in the Hall of Fame. And and while I agree with that one, I can see arguments as to why he should. Well, let's let's ask that question right now. We're, We're talking about two people who put on a show who broke a long-standing record, but they were busted for using performance-enhancing drugs in an era where it wasn't illegal. Never busted, though. You can't be busted if it's not illegal. Should they be in the Hall of Fame? Fuck no. Oh. 
No. Really? Care to elaborate? No. I, I hate performance-enhancing drugs. Um, it, it, it puts you, uh, you know, multiple lever- levels uh, better than your competitors who aren't using it. Mm. Okay? And, wh- and while it wasn't illegal, um, you know, this is one of those <laughs> weird things, uh, you know, with, with how we think. Um, it still speaks to their moral character. You're willing to cheat, you know, uh, and I mean, let's face it. Sosa can sit there and try and, you know, I mean, he did it in the documentary where he talked circles around like, hey, I'm, you know, uh, everybody was doing it. You know, he never specifically mentioned himself saying he did him, uh, mm-hmm. but he but he used court bats. Uh, oh, you yeah. Know, he got he got yeah. busted. He got busted for that. Yeah. And then look at his performance. Um you know, in, in 02, 03, in, in that early part of 04, uh, it wasn't good. You know, when they when they put in the the, the stricter uh, drug testing, proto, you know, PED testing protocols, like, we, we saw that Sammy was, was assisted quite a bit uh, <laughs> by, by pills and needles. You know what, though? I would, I would be willing to put McGuire in there. Not Sosa. I wouldn't do Sosa. But I'd be willing to put McGuire because he I was mean, not going to – he was – because what his rookie season was amazing, right? Because he still has doesn't he have the home runs in a rookie season still? Uh, it was broken in 2019. Okay, okay. Well, it was just recently so it's good broken. for a yeah. good 30 years, something yeah. years, yeah. Um, so I for me, I would be a little more willing to have him be there than Sosa. Um, but I do want to make you guys aware of an association that I didn't immediately make. Uh, but thanks to the interwebs, uh, other people did. Um, and it, they, a lot of people kind uh, just kind of had that, like almost like a serendipitous type feeling when, because they remembered about McGuire's cameo in a 1999 episode of the Simpsons. Okay. And it was the episode of brother's little helper when Bart was given medicine for his ADHD. And so he was taking it and he got paranoid that the MLB was watching him and spying <laughs> on him. <laughs> and, uh, and when it turns out that he was actually right, uh, McGuire comes in on a helicopter and Bart asks him, you know, why, why is the MLB spying? And McGuire goes, do you want to know the terrifying truth or do you want to see me sock some dingers? And everybody's like, dingers. <laughs> so like, that's the thing is like when pe- when the fans are getting what they want, they don't care how you get there yeah. because they're getting what they want. And I actually wrote down a quote from the, from the ending part of the movie where somebody was saying, that it was a complete institutional failure on the owners, the union, the players, and to some extent, the media. Yeah. And he, yeah. They, they're absolutely right. It's not, but he's not saying, you know, that these players aren't at fault for doing it, you know, that, that they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have some of the blame, but you don't need to give them all of the blame. That's not fair to do that. Yeah. And I agree I, with, I do agree with him because yeah. the league, it, the, the commissioner Selig wanted that, like he needed that, mm-hmm. you know, he 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 was the acting commissioner forever before he finally sold. Like he owned a team and was commissioner of baseball. We knew that the strike was going to happen. He he was there on behalf of the owners and didn't give a shit about the players or the fans. And right. when in '95, you know, we Cleveland fans went back to the stadium because there were no Browns anymore. Um, right. You know, like we Cleveland fans leaned into the Indians. Um, and you know, we were rewarded with quality teams. Yeah, you know, but I mean, a lot of, I mean, look at Florida uh, when they, you know, they, they mentioned it. Like they, they sold out, you know, whatever it's called, Landshark Stadium now. It was called Joe Robbie then. But, um, you know, they, they sold that stadium out whenever McGuire came to town, you know. and But uh, when, when he wasn't there, though, nobody was fucking watching. Um, yeah, because they were saying what, that they would have five, 6,000 people there just to watch batting practice. Yeah. Yeah, I like mean, people yeah, would get there two hours. Batting early. practice during ESPN. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and James was telling me, because he remembered it, that um, he said they, that they, oh, what was it? They were going to watch like King of the Hill or something. And McGuire, I think it was, it was either 62 or it was 62. It was the 62 game. And um, that that the guys at Fox had actually done like a special little clip of Hank Hill asking McGuire to hit it so that way they could air his show again because uh-huh. they just kept chasing it. So like the whole like <laughs> the whole thing like really like permeated into you know pop culture because it was just this huge massive thing. But at the same time, like I said, I am not willing to put all of the blame on them. Um, because it does it and I'm we made the comparison too because we watched the Lance documentary of like everybody was doing it and it's not necessarily fair to make you know this dude or this dude the poster boy of evil when it wasn't just them. Yeah, I mean I don't even think it's an evil thing. It just it shows that they honestly they're they have low moral character. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's exactly what I think of it. Do I think Maguire is a is probably a nice guy and, and all that shit. And Sammy looks like he's a pretty gregarious gentleman, um, you know, but you know what? It, it goes to show that they uh, they're okay with cheating. Um, well, you know? and part of it, and there was a part of it where I do kind of want to play devil's advocate, which is kind of where a, a direction I was going to take. Um, but once I kind of went into it a little more, I decided not that I didn't necessarily want to go into that. Um, but it, I, I kind of, cause I want to talk about Andy Pettit. Because mm-hmm. you remember he came out saying, "Oh yeah, yep, I did it or whatever." Well, his situation was that he was taking it to recover from Tommy John surgery, because that was one of the methods that they would use to help heal the injury quicker. Yeah, and so, and I remembered in the documentary about how of McGuire being like, you know, you played through the pain. You know, these guys are playing. 100 almost 200 games in almost as many days yeah you know and and so part of me wanted to be like you know oh you know okay well maybe they might have been they might have started as a way to help you know help quicken you know your your recovery process or whatever um but now i don't necessarily think that that was the case because usually with like the tommy john stuff like those are usually injections and it, they are very like site specific as yeah, to it's targeted. where it's going to be exactly yeah. with taking you know the the um andro ando whatever it was yeah andro. yeah yeah whereas taking that you're taking a pill and that's yeah. not that's not focusing on anything yeah. at all so that's so that's why i kind of kicked that little but there is a there is a kind of a correlation that you can make to it where you know it's it can be used for good but most of the time it's not yeah i mean that's the thing uh you know mma we saw guys get really involved in trt you know the testosterone replacement therapy um you know and you saw guys like vidor belfort who at 41 was walking around with at like eight percent body fat and just destroying people um and then once they you know make it illegal to use his performance really dropped off you know, like these are performance enhancing drugs uh, and, and and they make you stronger, faster, um, you know, just overall better than your competitors. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not a level playing field. Uh, and if the Hall of Fame, I mean, granted, the Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame has a horrible way of, of vetting and letting players in. The, the, the right in voting they do is just trash. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the Baseball Writers Association of America. OK, like those. Those old uh, stodgy fucks cast secret ballots for people to get in the Hall of Fame. Fuck you, dude. You should have to, uh, you know, announce it publicly, publicly who you're voting for and why. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the one guy who voted uh, was the only person to not make Jeter unanimous. Yeah, like come make on, that dude. guy famous. Yeah, you know, um, but you know, I, I don't think. If you value uh, fairness, which in I understand this is the United States, but if there should, there should be a level playing field in any facet of America, it should be our sports. Um, you know, you can't let them in. You can't do that in good conscience when they showed they had a low moral, uh, uh, 
threshold in which they ascribe to uh, because they knowingly cheated. You know, I mean, I'm not saying McGuire didn't have the talent and Sosa didn't have the talent. But you know what Sosa wasn't before he allegedly started juicing? Um, he was a 15 to 20 homer guy who stole a lot of bases. He was a speed guy. Right. You know? And then he starts, uh, you know, utilizing PEDs. And suddenly he's this giant who's jacking 66 home runs and, you know, or 40 more homer, homers uh, multiple times over the span of, you know, uh, eight or 10 years. So, I mean, it's just like you didn't have to do it. You were already a talented athlete in Major League Baseball. You know, something that a lot of us would kill just to be the the, the 22nd guy on the end of the bench. So then so then my question then, because we saw in the documentary the intense amount of pressure that both of the players were under. And again, this is just me being kind of just devil's advocate. You know, do you think that it could be in the realm of possibility that McGuire like I, I would say just McGuire that McGuire did it so that way, like, kind of helped to help live up to that pressure. You see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he, the thing is, he said it himself, you know, although when he was younger, he wanted to pitch, mm-hmm. but he could hit the ball hard. He could hit it far anyway. Like, yeah. what did you, what did you need to do that? Now, I mean, I mean, a look at, I look at guys like Griffey who just had a, a, a swing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that gave him the ability to, um, you know, hit for power and hit for average, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that's Griff, that's something Griffey did over almost until injuries kind of derailed him later on in his yeah. career, you know? Um, but a guy like McGuire, uh, you know, even his teammates said he had this really compact swing. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't just, you know, his, his muscle propelling that ball forward. It, it mm-hmm. was physics. It was yeah. him utilizing torque uh, and able to get the, the fattest part of the bat on the ball and mm-hmm. he was able to, to put the ball over the fence, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, it's like, he didn't need to do it. He had the talent. No, I agree. You know? He didn't need to do it. I'm yeah. no, I absolutely agree. But what I'm saying though, because of the amount of pressure and just constant. Well, I mean, you got to think before his move to St. Louis, you know, he was considered a fading player. Mm-hmm. You know, he, all he did was get it. You know, he dealt with these injuries. He was already gigantic. You know, he was, he was a, a Hulk, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, he was a big dude before. Yeah, so like, you know, no one saw him hitting sixty-one and ninety. You know, over you know breaking yeah. the record in ninety-eight. No one saw that coming. No. Um, so to say that he was doing that to to kind of ensure that he met that criteria, no, because like you could bat one eighty in St. Louis, and and people in St. Louis are still going to love you because you're a cardinal. You know, that's <laughs> just, you're right. Listen, like you I know? said, I'm not saying I'm not saying like it was the right decision to make. I'm just you know I, like. It would take for a Cardinal fan to hate a Cardinal who had played for the Cardinals at any point in their career. Okay, so they they could have moved on to the Cubs or or another hated rival at at any time. They're still gonna get a you know an attaboy when you come back. Like it would take that person like literally getting to St. Louis and bad mouthing the entire city and everybody in it for the mm-hmm. car you know Cardinals fans to finally be like think you know what maybe we shouldn't like this guy. There I don't think they'd openly boo him. But they would be like, you know, maybe this guy's kind of a dick, you know, like there people in St. Louis are just like that, uh, especially when it comes to their Cardinals. I do find it funny. Like we call it like the home run race, but Sosa only led this race twice and neither one of them lasted longer than or lasted even a day. Yeah. Including when he owned the record for all of 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a, a really it was it was fun. It was it was really fun. It was so much fun. Um, like that like, season, I miss that season. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, we haven't had a lot of, we haven't had a lot of, um, you know, seasons like that since. Um, it, it, like they're just not they're not fun. Uh, you know, these, these seasons aren't really that fun anymore. And I think that has more to do with the economics of the game. Like. Honestly, there's only, you know, every time the season opens up, there's only five teams that are going to win the World Series that year. That's it. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. the other 25 teams, we just have to go, well, maybe maybe we'll catch lightning in a bottle one season. And then, uh, you know, we'll get picked over to be the farm team for the Dodgers or the Yankees, you know. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's not as fun to be a, a baseball fan anymore. No. Um, yeah. You know, especially when you are a fan of a small market team 
you know, like Kansas City, um, Oakland, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, your team's never going to be in a position to have a sustained uh, uh, level of, of high, you know, high level of play over a long period of time, you know, uh, because we just can't keep up with the Yankees and the Astros, you know, and, uh, you know, the Dodgers or the Red Sox. We you can't spend money like that. So, I mean, it's 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 kind of a bummer. Um when you know that your team's never really going to be in position to win, but like I always supplement that with like, say the Boston Red Sox fall off a fucking cliff. That makes me happy. Uh, you know? Or, yes. Um, yes. And we could say that because we know Loki doesn't listen to the episode, our show. Yeah. You know, and even then I'd, I wouldn't give a shit if, uh, you know, Eileen did listen. I mean, that's just how I feel. Um, you know, if the Yankees are shit in the bed, yeah. If the Dodgers, like when they choke in the playoffs, fuck yeah. You know I mean? It, it, it's the little things that I have to do to, um, you know, justify being a baseball fan. <laughs> I mean, because for as an Indians fan, we're fucked after this season. Frankie's gone. I know. You I know. know. I I don't want to believe it, but I know. You know, our, our best player is is going to leave, and then we'll we'll go sliding back down the rung to mediocrity. Maybe um, the sixty game season will lead to glory for us. Maybe we can make a quick run. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's what I want. I want to win a World Series and then watch fucking Frankie leave, you know? <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. I mean, y'all could slip down to, like, the Marlins, so. Oh, it's it's only a matter of time, you know, because we have about as many fans that watch the games now, which is funny. We, we went, you know, nine straight years with sell, selling out the, the stadium. Yeah, I think we still own the record, don't we? Yeah, and then, um, you know, now we can't get asses in seats. You know, and our team's been pretty good. So, like, I just don't know what else, uh, you know, we have to do to get people excited about baseball in Cleveland again. Um, because, like, I, I'll ne- you know, this is kind of off on a tangent. I'll never understand Cleveland, fu- you know, Cleveland fans. They they are fascinated with the fucking Browns. And that's a dumpster fire. Um, wow. But you've got a winner in your backyard in the Indians the last five years. And nobody wants to go see them. Nobody gives a shit. I do. I just don't live close enough. Anyway, but. Before we wrap this up, final thoughts on Long Gone Summer. Heather, I'll give you the first go. Um, Like I said, it was enjoyable to watch for the nostalgia factor of it because, like, there were a couple of times I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that game, yeah. you know. And like I said, and there was, you know, watching some of the highlight reel of the home runs where I was like, damn, like, if they there hadn't been. a long way. Yeah, yeah. Where I was like, like, if there hadn't been stands there, oh, that's, that's. That's that's across the street. Like, yeah. you know, um, and so, yeah, like and, and I did find it interesting that, you know, Sammy has not been invited back to Wrigley Field. Um, no. He yeah. probably will have a lifetime ban. <laughs> um, and so, um, like I said, I, I do feel like it could have been. I feel like there could have been a little something more to it than what it was. But I mean, purely from the for the nostalgia factor and just seeing it kind of play out again. Like it was, it was okay. Eh. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I had fun watching it. You know, that, that's just how I looked at it. Um, I, it was, um, it was this enjoyable, like you said, really nostalgic, uh, you know, kind of look back at it. You know, it was ni- 1998. I was 17 years old and, and had my life in front of me. Uh, and I was blissfully, blissfully ignorant of how shitty life overall is. Uh, <laughs> well, it was the '90s. Life was pretty yeah. decent back I then. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, but I mean, it was it was fun. You know, I was a baseball fan. You know, and the Indians were still pretty good. You know, we had that kind of turning over. Uh, you know, Albert Bell was gone, but Richie Sexton and that that group of guys was stepping in. Oh, and, that's somebody I forgot about. Uh, yeah, and it was just like it, you know, I was I was in high school. My girlfriend loved baseball, and this gave us even more to talk about. So like it was fucking. He's like, he's like life is life was good. Yeah, you know. But I mean, you remember was, you remember the '90s with the uh, the bubblegum hat? Yeah, that the Indians did. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it just it, it that for me that's. You know, that's when baseball was still fun. That was and, baseball. And, yeah, that was still yeah. that was baseball. Yeah. yeah. You know, and by 2004, it's just it wasn't fun anymore. Uh, and I, it still isn't as fun. Thanks, um, Boston. Yeah. Fuck you. You should have just kept losing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, I mean, it's it, it was it was fun. You know, I, I, I've 
genuinely enjoyed each one we've watched and uh you know hopefully we can keep pulling some some good ones uh you know to kind of break down hopefully we won't have to here soon because we'll actually have sports to talk about <laughs> uh, dude even then we still have a month okay we still yeah. have more than a month um yeah. before baseball and basketball are even talking about launching and that's even if it even happens because if we still keep spiking in new fucking uh virus cases you know, it's only a matter of time before these governors are like, no, nah, fuck that. We're done. I mean, granted, granted, DeSantis in Florida is going to be like, wow, man, like, I don't know what all you other governors are freaking out about. It's just, it's not that big a deal here. And it's just like, dude, DeSantis, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Get in the conversation at our Facebook group, Facebook.com slash Hometown Crowd pod. Uh, or slash group slash hometown crowd pod. Sorry. Uh, you can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. And if you're an Apple listener, drop us a review and we'll read it on the air. You can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy on Facebook and check out our sister shows. That's just my face, Marital Tips, and Dead Girls Talking. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye. And just remember, if you don't want to know the truth, just watch somebody's socks and dingers, because that's what everybody wants. Okay, bye.